This is the Bar Stewards Enquiry. You are talking absolute rubbish. Absolute rubbish. In, in what way? You are an underachiever in life. You were, I saved your bacon one time. You were gone. Well, I couldn't save you. I, I don't know if you are, but you said the right thing. But well, that's why you don't know anything about racing, John. I, I didn't say I do. Right? I'm saying that. What, what have you contributed to racing? You are one of these take-out merchants. Take out all you can. And it's a very warm welcome to this uh, the Bar Stewards Inquiry podcast, our usual Friday night look ahead to the weekend's action. And we have a new Bar Steward this week. We are very, very happy to welcome into the gang Mr. Adam Norman. Adam, welcome. I'm sure you'll have a uh, well, you, you'll have an amusing time anyway. I don't, I don't know if you'll oh. end up backing any winners, but um, you will. <laughs> I meant, you know, from our tips, not from yours. Um, but you, but you will have an amusing time. <laughs> And, uh, if we, nothing else, if nothing yeah, absolutely. else. We welcome, as always, uh, Andy Richmond. Good evening, Andy. Good evening. Good evening, all. And the punter's favourite, John Lang. How are you, John? If I was any better, Catherine, I wouldn't be able to handle it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I love John. Just fabulous. OK, so uh, we're going to be looking ahead to the... TV action uh, from Wincanton and Sandown tomorrow. Anything else that the panel wish to talk about? We may pop on the end there. But first of all, we're going to get straight into the panel's three best bets for the weekend. John, I'm going to start with you. Could you give me your third best bet of the weekend, please? Good move that, Catherine. Keep expectations low. (laughs) Um, My third best bet of the weekend is in the 123 at Newcastle. And that is Barrington Bob. It was only a pound island when winning last time. And I still think there's a bit of improvement to come with this one over the big black ones. Um, it's only third start over fences. And I think this stiff track and the potentially rotten conditions might just bring the best out of him. And uh, I'm not over enamoured with a lot of the opposition, so I'm chucking my lot in with him with a massive one-point win bet. <laughs> OK, John, yeah. A um, few prices up. We've got two to one, nine to four in a place. OK, Bavington Bob in third best bet there for John. Uh, Andy, go for it, your third best bet. I don't even, I don't even need to build on that because, um, strangely... Uh, on a cards on three cards full of scrap, really, <laughs> over the jumps tomorrow. Um, I've also gone for Babington Bob as oh well. Oh, my God. <laughs> so that's nailed that one to the carpet. Oh. I must admit, I was scratching around for anything like three best bets tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think I found a reasonably decent one for the three-pointer, but uh, Babington Bob, I was, like John, I was quite impressed with his... Um, his, his first time out over fences. Um, he didn't beat much of the last time out, but he ain't got much to beat here, really. Uh, Manetti won last time out, but he made plenty of mistakes along the way. The Paddy Pie is, is decent, but he's not going to be improving. I couldn't see many improvers. You never quite know what you're going to get with Scoop the Pot. But uh, oh, dear old Babington Bob from possibly the best small, very small stable in the country, Anne Hamilton. With the uh, champion jockey elect on board, um, should do it for the one pointer around nine to four. Okay, awesome. All right, Adam, go for it. Your third best bet. I feel like uh, we're, uh, we're playing poker here. I've got uh, <laughs> I've got a, a bet in the one twenty three at Newcastle, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. and 
the bet I was going to put up was Babington Bob. However, however, <laughs> and, that, and I've not just changed my mind. Um, I think in a, in a race where very few can be fancied, I think he's a very good favourite. And I don't like opposing strong favourites. I just thought that the price was skinny enough. Um, and so I've gone with Crixus's escape. Um, an old friend of mine who um, won a nice race at Air last year. Uh, I think he's... I think he's a hard, he's a useful uh, horse, and it, he's only had I think ten runs over fences, so he's not one to, to to put a line through just yet. I just thought he's got cheap pieces on. He's come down fifteen pounds in a couple of runs this year. I just think um, he's, he's the type to just pop up. And um, uh, although I lo- I'm loath to go against the two uh, the, the two the two earlier tips, I just thought I'd throw in a, a, a throw in a double price. A double figure price horse for the for the one pointer. So it's Crixus's escape for a bit of value against Babington. Yeah, excellent. And um see he is in fact sporting um a tongue tie in pieces for the first time as well. So hopefully yeah. that that might that might work the Oracle a little bit. But yeah, I no. Think uh, he just lost his confidence after uh, breaking a blood vessel perhaps first time out. Okay. Um and he was completely out of his um out of his depth, I think, uh, in, a, in a class two at Haydock last time in, in, in bad ground. So I'm going to forgive that. And uh, down another five pounds, I'm just I'm just going to throw a point at him and see see what he can do. OK, so uh, Quixus escape uh, for Adam there. And they're currently around the 14 to one mark. So, yeah, fantastic. Do like oh, a do. double figured one. Oh, OK, John, come on, don't keep me in suspense. What's your second best bet of Saturday? Well, as you can imagine, with the the cards being as they are, <laughs> I was I was struggling somewhat to find three stick jumpers to put up, and I've actually decamped to the six fifteen at Kempton. You're the, allowed. This is a called Adjerial, um, who has gone to a trainer I quite like, Young Joe Parr from Owen Burroughs' yard. Um, initially, this horse looked like Owen was plotting it up. Um, mm-hmm. Looked like three sighters, and then Owen got sick of the arse, really, because it, it, it didn't, put, didn't really cut the mustard when the brakes were off. But since this horse got on the old weather, it hasn't done a lot wrong. And I, I, I think it still retains a little bit of potential in this area. Might be better with slightly less use made of it than last time as well. I thought it was in front plenty early enough and doing enough early enough. I like the jockey in tomorrow. Um, I think we've got the best rider in the race. Um, Joe wouldn't bother getting a decent jockey unless he was fancying his chances as well. Um, yeah, two points win. Okay, we like that. Okay, so currently around the nine to four mark. Um, Tom Markon on board. Yeah, I think I think that's a winner for you, John. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because things are going so well. <laughs> Keep the faith, John. Keep the faith. Um, Andy, your second best bet, please. Right. Well, we're going to stay over the twigs. No surprise there, is there? Um, I'm I'm definitely not on the road to Doncaster yet. Um, and um, we're going to go for one of um, Sandy Thompson's uh, in the 308, strangely, <laughs> on 308 tomorrow. I don't know why they bother with these times. They okay. never, ever stick to them anyhow. I think the best of the other week was when they moved the race time by a minute to accommodate and <laughs> missed all of them. So absolutely frigging pointless. 
Um, but the Thompson Yard in good form this time of the year. Yeah. Uh, Shaka the King is the is the uh, is the horse. Um, I thought he ran pretty well first time out over fences last time. Uh, that was at Hexham. He was fourth at twelve. Um, that was his first run for uh, Sandy after leaving the Nick Alexander Yard. Um, I thought uh, again. He I just looked like a horse. He was just you know could do better. I don't know if Adam was actually there that day. At Hexham on the 8th of December. It was it the was. day before my unfortunate 60th birthday. But um, were you there, Adam, that day? I was, Andy. I was. There was a little bit of a there was a little bit of a whisper for the horse actually. Yeah. Um, he's a nice big chaser. Um, I think the sense was that he blew up at the bottom of the hill and just yeah. um, just got tired. I, I watched the race back a few times and I, I thought he shaped pretty well, especially yeah. when he was sort of back at this uh, back at this uh, back at. I think he's probably a bit better over further, but two and a half will do him for now. Um, Sandy Thompson, he actually does very well with horses that he gets from other yards second time out. Um, he's got a very good strike rate, as much as I hate strike rates because nobody ever puts them into bloody context. Um, you know, he's, um, so I will by quoting the winners above expected, which you should do rather than mm. just quoting bloody strike rates all the time. It drives me absolutely bonkers. Um, but he is um, with horses he inherits from other trainers second time out, 13 from 66. Uh, which is a winners above expected of 5.15. So he's ex, ex, uh, no, he's uh, outperforming the market. In fact, he'd have backed all of them. He'd have made a very healthy profit of 86 points. But I do think Shaka the King, he just looks in a race that he just doesn't look at much to beat, really. Um, probably Rapid Raider, who scraped home last time out from last of the Cosmics and possibly should have won at Musselburgh. I think the handicapper might just have that one. And Shaka the King just looked uh, to have far more potential shall we say on his second run for sandy thompson so i thought that was probably worth a, a couple of points on the nose tomorrow okay a couple of points when they're five to two just showing on the uh, early shows here and um yeah i think i think um ryan mania is riding fantastically at the mm. moment as well you know um see won the grand national then stop you know, halted his career. And I think since he's come back, he's just riding better than ever. Mm. And I really do. I think I was, I was very impressed with him over the Christmas period. And um, def- definitely a jockey I would employ on my horse if I was, of course, ever lucky to, uh, lucky enough to own a racehorse outright. But anyway, we can, we can dream. Adam, what's your, <laughs> what's what's your, absolutely. What's your um, two-pointer there, Adam, please? Well, again, I was, uh, very close to putting up Shaka the King, fully enough. Uh, I just thought, a bit like Babington, I just thought the, the price was on the skinny side for a horse that's just um, um, just run once over fences. But, I've, you know, I've got very little against against it. Um, again, Andy's right in saying that it's a weak-looking race. Um, and, he, you know, he is the most likely winner. I just I just fancied that we might be able to get some 7 or 2 or something like that. But... Um, mm. Uh, there we go. Anyway, yeah, so, so yeah, I passed him over and I'm, I've gone down to Wing Canton 315 for the two pointer and it's Killer Clown. Um, he uh, was in cheap pieces last time over three miles and he uh, he ran, what was it, two miles six? Yeah, two six. Uh, he, I didn't like those tactics at all. He was very buzzed up by the headgear and they, they sort of rode him aggressively. And he'd done his running, you know, by the time they got to three out and I just I just put a line through that that to be honest uh, he, he showed a lot of potential last year winning really nicely at Kempton um but that that win put him into a sort of a higher higher level and he, he's 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 come up a little bit short but this race looks uh, a lot weaker than 
uh, he's been running in. Um, there's, there's doubts about uh, all five of the opposition, and um, they've switched the, uh, the they've switched the tackle to to a tongue tie this time. And I think that might help him um, just settle a bit. I think two and a half on soft is about right, and um, and uh, I think he's quite a confident choice actually. I know he's, he's as I say he's got to come back off a slightly poorer effort, but um, but I, I quite like him actually. So he's a he's quite a confident two pointer. Okay, uh, so confident two pointer on the nose there. Um, so he was also he was also strangely while we're playing poker he was also on my um, shortlist oh, selections as well yeah, and like Adam all. I agree I agree with Adam I thought he shaped much better than the distance he was beaten last time out that yeah. it just again he was just too buzzed up early on I, I actually watched the race again this afternoon I thought he did as did well to hang on as long as yeah. he did. Um, yeah. okay he got beaten just shy of thirty lengths in the end but it wasn't a it wasn't a, a, a bad race either. Um, it's strange that they actually did the same thing with Paisley Park um, the day before putting the headgear on. I thought it buzzed him up a bit as well. So maybe, um, you know, maybe question marks and putting headgear on the uh, some of the Lavelle horses. But he might do a bit better. I think he'd do a bit better tomorrow. So I, I, I think this, yeah, I think this race is it'll be set up different. I think I think they'll yeah. just they'll sit behind Stolen Silver, who's got a bit to prove at the trip. Um, Get him some uh, if you look at it on a, on a handicapping basis, he's got a, a pretty decent chance. His handicap has been quite generous, I think. Yeah, it's notable this year, this season, that that, that mm. they are, you know, the standing true to the word that they're dropping horses you know, quicker than they used to. Mm. Um, I just think uh, it's a bit like the other two races that we looked at, Andy. That um, you know, if we can find the weaker, the weaker races. Um, you know, uh, and fi- and find yeah. one with with better credentials. Then um, I think I think they're the kind of races you want to be trying to yeah. tackle. I think on a on a yeah. day like this, if, yeah. as long as he as long as he settles a bit better early and so with the cheekies off, he should he should do that. Yeah. And yeah. he certainly looked a, a. If you go back to that to the win on the uh, win in 2020 on Boxing Day, that was a very very decent performance. Now, he's not yeah. quite done it since then, but you've got the thing that he's still a bit of potential there, and he's he's still only eight. Mm. Yeah, should be should be in his prime, and I think yeah, I think tomorrow, uh, yeah, uh, I'm expecting a big one. Okay, so uh, peace is off, tongue tie on for Killer Clown. Um, we're getting to the stage of the show where they're going to the panel are going to reveal their best bets. John, shoot. <laughs> well, it, it, this is one to get the blood pumping, and when I tell you Venetia Williams, chair. <laughs> <laughs> You'll know exactly which part of the body the blood's going to be. I know Venetia gets your blood pumping, John. He's got a real thing for us. Steady, lads, steady. Uh, Yeah. This is Farinet in the 115 at Sandown. Um, Was quite well fancied when making its seasonal debut behind Cole Cody. Ended up pulling up after making several mistakes. Jumping came under a bit of pressure, I thought, in it. Slightly bigger fail than he's got tomorrow, um, and a more competitive race. Let's be fair about it. Um, I think this looks the ideal race to get him back on track. Um, my sandown snout as well tells me that it's absolutely shaking it down there. At the <laughs> yeah, and I think that's the official term that the Met Office like to use as well. Yeah, and uh, the. The best rule of thumb with some of the, these Venetian horses is often when it's barely raceable, get on the winsome one. <laughs> <laughs> you just want to get on the winsome one. I don't know where yeah, they're they're come on. Come on. This come is on. true, yeah. Um, <laughs> so, 
in, in the absence of getting to the races and uh, getting, giving her a glass of fizz laced with rohip now, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll sit at home, swarfager in hand. And... <laughs> oh, John! Oh, this is a family show. It's not a family For <laughs> the interview after the win. Um, and uh, anyway, that that's the play. Three points win. Come on, mid-Ireland. Okay, so that's a three points win for John and Farinay, Um Price around six to four at the moment. Right, move swiftly on. Um, Andy, what's your big bet of the day? Right, I'm going to go for. I'm going to go to Win Canton. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to go in the. Um, I can't remember what time it is now. The two forty. It's a bit of a complicated handicap hurdle, but Apple Rock uh, is then to be the the play here. Um, I'm just checking. Now, Luca Morgan, let's hope he's got his navigation aids on this time out. Because last time out, he did the car, he played one of the cardinal sins and went down the inside of the hurdles track at Leicester. Anybody doing that should be shot. <laughs> <laughs> because the first thing you do, is if you're playing in running, is lay anything, nearly anything. I'll get to one later, which actually won down one down the inside, which so probably makes it quite a decent horse. But anything that goes down the inside on the hurdles track at Leicester, have they not been watching the racing? It is the worst place in the world. It is the swamp of all swamps. Uh, and Apple Rock actually did well to finish seven, only seven to twelve last time. I got beaten eighteen and a half lengths, but did much much better than that. Raced on the inside, um, ended up behind Go Steady won quite easily in the end but i'm sure he's now he's now slipped back below his last winning mark and he just looks in better heart than he is if he runs like he did when he ran one back-to-back uh, handicaps in uh, early 2021 at, at hereford and carlisle i think he'd probably go pretty close here there's a couple of um, there's one that i'm particularly worried about down the bottom crossing the bar the ex michael the ex uh, sir michael stout horse um who is in his first handicap, uh, courtesy of just two fairly quiet runs in in novices. He's had two places, so he does get in. Uh, and but apart from that, it doesn't look to be an awful lot in the race. And I thought Apple Rock, if I can jam um, probably about five to one each way to a point and a half each way, I'd be very disappointed. I think most of the bookmakers are going four places. I'll be disappointed if he doesn't get in the four. And I should be sending Mr. Morgan a note. To keep away from the bloody inside at Wincanton as well, because that ain't a great place to be. If you can keep him nice and wide, uh, I think he should be uh, in the frame at the very least. Apple Rock, 240, Wincanton. Okay, that's uh, 11 to 2 is your best price uh, on that at the moment. Um, So that's Andy's best bet of Saturday. Um, Adam, it's your turn. Right, off to Wincanton again we go. 205 this time. 205. 205. Belle de Menech or Menech or Menech. Mm. Um, I was massively impressed with this mare last time out over the course. First time over fences. Uh, I must say she, I, 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 she completely um, got under my radar. I didn't uh, know anything about her. So I, I just watched the, the videos back and she's just she just looks all over a chaser. Um, that was a second victory at the track. Um, and she absolutely hosed up. Um, beating a couple of horses who uh, very consistent mares, Precious Eleanor and Little uh, River Bay, who tend to run to their mark. So um, I think it's fair that the, that the assessors put her up ten pounds. Um, but just the manner of the manner of the way she did it, the way she jumped, um, 
I just think we've got to stick with a down half a half a mile in trip, which is a, I don't it wouldn't say it's a negative because she, she did win over course and distance this time last year. Um, what's interesting here is that the, there doesn't seem to be any pace in the race, so there's a lot of hold up horses. And I th- uh, I'd be very surprised if they didn't ride it differently and um, parked her on the front end like they did over hurdles and let, just let her use a stride and use a use a jumping prowess. Um, it's not it's not an easy ho- uh, track to come from behind uh, from even on soft ground. Um, and um, again, I just felt there weren't that too many, uh, you know, that that were that had too much in hand of the handicapper. Um, the, uh, Venetia's got one in there, Desque de Lille. Um, that's a possible danger, um, and and is quite free going. So that that could take on the, the running if if they didn't want to uh, do that with with Belle de Manec. But um, she seems to have run to a pretty similar uh, level the last three runs that uh, Dust de Lille. So um, again, pretty confident. Belle de Manec, um, uh, is the is the three pointer. Three pointer at uh, seven to two. Yeah, fourteen lengths. Uh, she won by on Boxing Day, and um, yeah, I, I I would definitely agree with that assessment. And um, she does she she's she's a beautiful looking mare. Mm. As well. She's a, she's a grey mare. She's yeah, she's absolutely yeah. definitely caught the eye on Boxing Day. She was lovely. Mm. Right. Um, let's just take a a look at the uh, TV races tomorrow um you know this it's a bit of a disappointment i have to say tomorrow's card um i think the the tollworth itself isn't um isn't the greatest um i think given the ground and just generally the way things are i I definitely think that that we could see an upset um i understand that the the favorite constitution hill was impressive last time but you know, really, I we think might say a withdrawal if the ground's bad. <laughs> <laughs> Nicky won't be there. He's got COVID, isn't he? Uh, Nicky will love it because he like he's probably loving it because he can swig loads of night nurse and actually like have a genuine excuse. For it. Um, <laughs> I didn't know you could have gin and night nurse. <laughs> I think he just quite likes the night nurse without the gin anyway. But um, but who knows? Anyway, enough about um, Nicky. Is that a night nurse or the night nurse? I don't know. I, I really, I think it's probably just the night nurse. I can't imagine that. Uh, I'd, I'd, I'd say by the time it sort of gets to about this time of night, I'd say Nick is not fit for anything, is he? <laughs> it's liquid, he'll drink it. Yeah, yeah I'd say that's about all he's ready for. Anyway, um, let's look at the TV races. Um, we'll start with Sandown as it's the principal meeting. The the 150, the Unibet Horse Racing Betting Operator of the Year. Really? Handicap Chase. Uh, one mile, seven and a half furlongs. Does anybody have anything to say about this? Um, I thought yeah. I thought the two-way scrap this, really. And, okay. Uh, I, I thought, one say Ridge looked all over the winner last time, then it clouded the second last and probably curled up on the run-in, I thought. Yeah. Mm. I think Numitar is probably slightly less of a fanny. <laughs> Would uh, do for me as a player in running if it looked like these two were fighting it out through, uh, towards the finish, you know? So they've got two to jump and these two are going at it. I would back Numitar to see the other one off. Okay. But that's um, what I'll be looking for in that. A bit. So you think Gunsight Ridge is a bit of a fanny? I do. But like the other, the uh, what's isn't, what's the other one? Washington <laughs> isn't 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 Washington a bit of a? I'm not talking about obviously the president. I'm talking about the horse. Isn't isn't he a bit of a fanny as well? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're not a great lot, are they? 
<laughs> okay, so I did have a yeah. I was. I mean, I think I think John John's got the right angle. I mm. think I, I think as Elvis said, um, he ain't nothing but a hound dog. Uh, and I'm talking about I'm talking about Gunsight Ridge, not John. <laughs> I think it's, I think I, th I think John's been quite uh, quite soft on him. I think I think it's an absolute hound Gunsight okay. Gunsight Ridge. He's been he's been beaten four. It's four times a beaten favourite in its, in its last four runs. Um, and I know I know it's bumped up against Lon Press at uh, at Exeter last time. It was it turned into a, a sort of a Cheltenham Festival sort of tip, isn't it? Um, but uh, he just it, it does that every single time. Uh, Andy, you must have some data on I've, um, I've, I'm on, looking on at Gunsight here, Ridge in running. The last the last five. This is his last five runs. Okay, so the last five races. He's finished second, third, second, third, second, beaten at three to one, eleven to four, evens two to one, and fifteen to eight. As you said, Adam, the four, last four occasions have been favourite. He was beaten the last twice off one twenty-seven. He's now off one thirty, and probably even more damning, which would tie in with yours and John's um, observations. He's been beaten at uh, having traded at lows in running of one point three three, two point two eight, one point one four, two point five two, and one point two two. So um we need, we need the pink button. Button. <laughs> I think so, I think the I, I, I think I think the issue is with Numitor is if you watch the video of him win, uh, racing at Sandown last year um he did what he always does and jumps really well in gallops and he absolutely walked up the hill um fading really badly from the last on on what was admittedly bad ground but we could get that tomorrow and that that just <laughs> rang a bit of an alarm bell for me i just wonder if if, if, there's, if there's something that's just going to pop up here well uh, I, can i suggest one then? yeah go on andy Moonlighter. right now he's a bit of, again he's a bit of a bridal ponce in the finish <laughs> but he is down to a mark of 141 which is three pound below his last winning mark i don't like the fact that he's going right-handed because he does jump out to his left a bit yeah but if they do go mad up front as we think they might do he could just be one who just sort of falls in mm. um and there's a few others like that uh, i mean yeah. possibly even old bundoran as well yeah uh, i mean he's still capable of falling in here so yeah. you've got to watch I mean, how they got to watch how they run here but yeah, I mean, I, what, I, what about monsieur lecoq i mean he's on the same mark as when he nearly went to ask it two uh, three runs back yeah, yeah. I mean, he jumped he's he's another one who jumps out to his left though as well so mm. i mean it's a bit as i think it's a bit of a, a race it's a bit of scrap basically it's a bit of a rogues but, gallery isn't it those yeah yeah. I think the obvious the obvious thing to do is, is stick a cut the short price lays in if you're if you're of that persuasion on on Gunsight Ridge and you know you're not going to do yourself an awful lot of damage uh, and you know hope that something else comes and out battles him really mm. I mean the the evidence is there my lord yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay so uh, any any like would you the, the consensus is uh, Nimitor if not I had to me. pick yeah pick one yeah, yeah pick one to win I'd be watching. I've been watching horses like Moonlighter and Bundor and closely in running, and I wouldn't be put off if they've gone a pace up front. I wouldn't be put adverse to slinging a couple of quid at them in running at bigger prices. Okay. I think I'd prefer another two at bigger odds, like Monsieur Lecoq and maybe um, maybe up the straight. Who, up the straight. Who get, yeah. yeah. He get, I mean, I mean, you know, if you if you like the Farinet form, well, Farinet, you know, uh, was uh, beat him six lengths over the course you know mm. last year and he didn't quite i don't think he up the straight quite quite got the two and a half 
on on soft ground. So back to two, I can see him again. I can see him falling. And he's been yeah. given some. He's been given some tough races as well. Yeah, absolutely, the, yeah. Our yeah. Gold Cup, the, not, yeah. the Chase is a Grade Two. So yeah, I can see that one. Yeah, I, you know, I think the consensus is that Gunsight Ridge. You know, if you're backing him at seven to four. I'm not sure, you know, I'm not sure I would be. <laughs> well, I think if you if you are going to back him at seven or four, Andy, you, you know, you'd still put it. those lays in, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. get out, yeah. yeah. Make sure you're <laughs> going to get your stakes back. <laughs> okay, thanks for that, guys. Um, right, let's talk about uh, the Tolworth, of course. Um, run, won by some greats in the past, of course. The mighty Desert Orchid won this race. Um, nothing... <laughs> Nothing of, of that substance lining up here tomorrow. Well, not yet anyway, but I can't see it. Um, are we with the favourite or are we against him? I, I just wish he wouldn't turn up in these sort of races, Henderson. He's ruining it, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, he gets sick of it every Saturday. There he is with his one to three pokes. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, why, why didn't he withdraw? Make a race of it. <laughs> The thing is, though, he's like at least he's running him. Yeah, he. he so now. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I get it, but it's is he going to run him on bottomless ground? He's already said in his quote on the in the racing post, it's a big step up in class, and the ground is a different question. Mark. I don't know why I'm talking like that, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you need, you it's up in the air about whether he'll handle it. Well, if it's up in the air about whether he'll handle it, it's got to be up in the air about whether he'll run it. He says that about everything, though, doesn't he? Well, yeah, of course. He's, he, uh, he's terrified of soft ground. He, he's, he's got a bit of gosganatus, hasn't he, where the ground comes from? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, it sounds he, like he's got a ready-made excuse, anyway. Oh, yeah. Yeah, um, personally, I, I, would actually, I would actually be against him here. I think there's... there's well, there's three horses in here that have got more experience than him. Um, you've got a trainer in cracking form, which is, uh, like the Moors. And yeah. um, I think what's really quite interesting is I was just having a quick look at the uh, the horse there for Richard Newland, Dr. Richard Newland, sorry. Address him by his proper title, the little bollocks, one for all your Father Ted fans out there. Um, <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Yeah, this horse um, has, has done uh, winning on the flat and very soft ground in in France. Um, he's come here, his first run tomorrow for Richard Newland uh, after leaving Peter Shergans, and he's pitched straight in here. He's won at Salisbury on the flat, last run on the flat 59 days ago. And I just, I just, I can see an upset. I just, I don't know, it's just got upset written, written all over it. I mean... If we were racing here tomorrow, the ground would be absolutely disgusting. So God knows what it's going to be like. At <laughs> I think there's so much hype around this horse. Isn't yes, it? there is. Yeah, there's too it much. It just hype. makes you want to just yeah. try and get it beat, you know. Yeah. I mean, of course, you know, he yes, he was impressive. And he's definitely one that you would say, great, look forward to seeing that horse mm. run again, see what mm. he can do. But it's just the hype that destroys yeah. it these days. And he's got to show something different today. He's got to show some minerals, isn't he? Because he, he will be off the, he, yeah. If, yeah. if he doesn't come off the bridle, he will be a good horse, you know. But there's enough in there to suggest that he's going to come off the bridle at some point I between thought, the last two, you know, yeah. and we'll I mean, see what he's made of. With this particular contest, if he, if he gets beat tomorrow, 
it then means we've got nearly two months of the racing blogger <laughs> banging on about John Bomb all the time, whereas at the minute, the blogger doesn't know whether he wants a shit or a haircut, does he? <laughs> Between the two of them. So, at least... I've this muted him, John. I can't take anymore. I think that's just about life in general, though, isn't it, John? I don't think it's just between Constitution, yeah, Constitution, and John Bon. I think it's just a general yeah. sort of. Yeah. By the way, just as an aside, what's 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 the crack with the stallion? Where's he gone? I haven't seen much of him these days. I think I think he's back working for the finance company, um, <laughs> making harassing phone calls, calling in bad debt. Oh, is it? Um, yeah. yeah. the first Windsor night meeting where they probably have. Maybe he's 230 quid saved up for the odds on Jolly and the Maiden. <laughs> he hasn't been sort of like, he's not been spotted on a on a BMX on a street corner selling... <laughs> Blowing cash, no. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, back to the Tollworth. Is there a solid bet in this for, for anyone? I think there's, a, I think there's, if you don't, if you don't want to take the favourite on, and let's say it's, you're not going to do yourself much damage and you've got some decent odds around. I mentioned one horse earlier when I was having my tirade about people running, riding horses around the inside at Leicester. And Jetoile, for the cunning Ryan Potter, who's pulled off a few notable little naughty gambles lately. Um, <laughs> this horse ran all the way around the inside at Leicester and won in the style of a pretty decent animal. And anything that wins around the inside at Leicester on the swamp has yeah. got to be worth having a look at um i think he was quite interesting and the other one was the gary moore horse um yes. shall we have one more if that horse settles he's a decent he's a decent animal uh, and it's pretty un gary moore like to run a you know send him straight to a grade one when he's a maiden over hurdles um yep. I, you know he's pulled really hard in all his i mean you, if you were going to back him you'd probably need him to you know wait to see if he settles because there's a chance they could go a crawl here Who's going, I, to make, I, who's, going to, who's going to make the pace, Andy? Where's the pace coming from? I, well, I wouldn't be surprised if they don't try and make it with Jatoile. Okay, yeah. yeah. I, I, um, I mean, I was. Go back and watch the race. I mean, he literally ran... I, I, I was amazed because he ran all the way around the inside. I mean, I've watched nearly every race at Leicester. Well, I've watched every race at Leicester this year. And there's hardly anything... That, that I think he's the only horse I can remember that has won round the inside, going all the way round the inside on the hurdles track at Leicester. He was fairly uh, off the bridle, wasn't he? And he was, he, he ran really well. Yeah, I live an exciting life, John. It's like life in a bus lane, isn't it? <laughs> well, That's what happens when you get older, you know, you're an old age pension. And Robbie Dunn seemed desperate to get on the inside. Well, <laughs> that was that was on the chase course. That was Johnny trying to put yeah, someone through yeah. the rails, but talking about Jitwell, Andy, um, he ran really well in that maiden uh, Cheltenham that opened the season. Yeah, he was top third band, in that, yeah, wasn't he? Top yeah, top bandit won. Obviously, top bandit. Then they sacrificed that disgrace of a race. Well, he that. led it. He led in that race. Yeah, and then he won at Chepstow, and you're right, and he's actually, he, the dam of Jatoile is a full sister to Accordion Etoile and French Accordion. Yeah, yeah. it's from a very good family, yeah. yeah. Crossed, a, crossed a few quid, uh, yeah. crossed a few euro, and um, uh, down in ship as well, I mean, you, you know, it's... Um, I, I think he's likely to pop out in front. Yeah. I, I looked at him in the without the favourite market and yeah. also just as a potential small trade in the race. But, 
you know, you can sometimes get a funny, you know, funny result yeah. here. Lorcan Williams is on. I, I think Ryan Potter's a bloody good trainer, actually. Yeah. Um, he's gone a little bit under the well, he's not so much under the radar now, but <laughs> I always have I always have a look at his horses with duck eggs and have a speculative couple of quid on just in case, just in case they try what is it now? They'd be the Easter money they'd be trying to get now, wouldn't they? <laughs> We've got the Christmas money up at Catterick, but um, yeah, I, yeah. I think it, and he may well pop him out in front. And I just think, you know, the other one who could front run is Mr. Is Mr. Glass. I certainly can't see them popping. Uh, uh, shall we have one more? Because they do need to get him settled. But I think he's potentially a very decent horse as well. It's a it's a better race than the betting would have you believe. Yeah, I mean, it's not a classic Tolworth, but in betting terms, if you actually if you want to dig deeper and think, actually, you I know think, what, yeah. the favourite yeah. type, this is actually, it's quite a nice race to bet in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you, you could definitely look at it that way. Well, if, if you're not, if, uh, if you're not a natural, if you're not a natural layer, then back a couple, you know, dutch yeah. a couple of the two or three others, if, if yeah. that feels more, if that feels more comfortable, essentially you're doing the same thing, but, you know, there's a lot of, you know, men, you know, the, the mental side of betting is, is important. And if that feels more comfortable to the way you bet, then, then do that because effectively you're taking on Constitution Hill. Then it's not quite full cover, but you know, nah. do, this do is the time of year when bubbles start to burst, isn't it? Yeah, yes, it is. Yeah, pop absolutely. Um, that's all right. Gino, of course, won the race at Cheltenham where Washington was a massive fanny, um, as we, <laughs> as we yeah. discussed earlier. Um, had won at Fontwell previously with, with Paige Fuller. Uh, again, I mean, he looked. Decent enough the race at Cheltenham. Uh, is he up to this? Do you think? Probably not, but oh, um, yeah. not. But I don't think they've got to the bottom of him at all, to be mm -hmm. honest. And he, and he looks, he looks more of a stayer. He does look more um, of a stayer. Yeah, uh, he's got some form on the soft. Um, I think he won at Cheltenham despite, uh, you know, despite things, despite a good ground, despite quite a steady pace. I think he's better than that. Um, whether he's good enough to beat this lot, I, I'm not sure. Um, oh. But um, you know, J Jamie throws them in at the deep end, and you know, likes to find out how good they are. So you know, um, yeah, fair, fair play. And yeah, this is only his third start over hurdles, so um, you know, uh, he's got he's got more form than than the rest because he's had you know he had four runs on the in bumpers, you know, and they were all really consistent, solid. It's just a solid performer, but possibly not. Yeah, you can see. Yeah, you, you can. Yeah, you can see if if there's like a three place market, you might want to think about that. You know, um, but. Yep. Um, yeah, no, you, you, you can see him being there two out, you know. Yeah. OK, so um, we'll move on to the Unibet Veterans Chase um, over three miles. This could be absolutely horrible to watch, <laughs> to be honest. This could just be one of those, like the, um, oh, what was it on, um, on Boxing Day? Was it the Carlsford? I just thought well, there were there were a few there were a few wars. Why, why the hell am I watching this? This is horrible. I mean the big, the biggest travesty of justice here. This used to I mean this used to I can go back and remember this and older listeners may remember this. This used to be the Mildmay Caslay Memorial over yeah. three miles over three miles five. Yeah. And when you list the horses that won that, Borough Hill Lane, yeah. West Tip, Run and Skip, Steersby, Rhyme and Reason, Mr. Yeah. Frisk, and Call Ground won it <laughs> twice, and four of that lot. Uh, won it after they'd run in the Welsh Grand National. Yeah. Wow. Those were the days, though. Those, right? those were that. And that was when you had those some... horses. You know, you've got Grand National winners in there. You've got Gold Cup winners in there. That was when. I mean, I'm sorry. Sorry. I know I always throw a bit of nostalgia in. 
and people are probably thinking fuck's sake let's get Lee back presenting but I mean those really were the golden days were you? you know when you had desert orchid running in a whip bread you know like oh. they were just amazing days I mean anyway. I, can, I can remember my favorite my, my favorite horse Jadami running second in a whip bread yeah Jadami yeah I mean, you know, I mean, Christ, I mean, you know, horses like that, right? I mean, but those those names I've just reeled off there, I mean, they really do read like, you know, mm. they make me want to so read. So who's who, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, who's who. So, and then it, I mean, it's only been run as a veterans, what, for the last, what, six years, isn't it? I mean, yeah. it's, it's, still a, it's still a decent race. And I quite like the veterans chases because they give the old boys a, you know, they give the old boys a bit of a chance, don't they? Rather than banging their heads against you know, horses who are, you know, probably uh, a little me. bit better and, well, better handicapped as well. Um, it's it's not a bad race tomorrow. I mean, I suppose that the main thing is, are you so off top weight, isn't it? Uh, I mean, it has been that sort of, I mean, it'd be breaking to all sorts of records because it'd be the highest winning mark ever because uh, the highest before was 145 when it was won the first year um, and he's off 149. I mean, see your midnight won it last year. Um, we've had all sorts of ages winning it, um, you know, three 11 year olds, two 13 year olds and a 12 year old. This is actually the smallest field we've had. Um, I thought there were a couple in here. Um, Aso is, I mean, he's obviously the class horse in it, but there were a couple in here. There are, there's a, there's a couple of, that uh, I think we'd probably de- describe as, well, one, we'd probably describe as a little bit gutless. But old Rolling Dylan, who seems—I was just going to say, you're talking about Rolling. Dillon. Well, yeah, I mean, he's been—I mean, he's been—he has—he has got on his CV ten uh, in-running defeats at two, uh, even money or less. But he's the sort of horse who might—I mean, you saw him last time out. I mean, he was ridden by a girl who was having her first ride in public, and he did stop up the yes, hill. But I, that. I think yeah. if if you're looking for a trade in the race at a reasonable price, he's the sort of horse who might just get smuggled into this mm-hmm. um with by Michael Nolan and the other one I thought was the King's Writ um who looks to have been lined up for this because he won one of the early qualifiers and yes. then they put him away and then brought him back last time out over a trip that was miles too short behind that decent horse of Venetia's we mentioned earlier is it long press um mm-hmm. and he led till about four out of Exeter over two miles three and he's actually been dropped three pounds and, and I thought they were two little bits of Two value losers against the field, maybe. Um, ones that, you know, ones I think it's interesting. You're looking at sort of 12s and uh, 12s and, yeah, about sort of 12, 11, you know, double figure prices. I think you could probably trade both of those quite effectively. Although between them, they've racked up 18 in run defeats at, uh, at even money or less. So that probably <laughs> tells you something. I think with the King's Writ, he's not one for. Far too long for me, and and also Kaylee's yeah. not trained a winner for 230 days. Yeah, there is uh, that. Yeah. So a couple of negatives there. Um, what does uh, Mr. Leng think? Yeah, I was of, just going to uh, say, Venetia's warm favourite. Well, Venetia's warm favourite <laughs> is uh, one of three that's either not sporting cheap pieces, tongue tied, yeah. uh, coming back from a wind up or whatever. You know, I mean. Yeah. But all these cheap pieces, there'll be less wool on the show in an Australian sheep station. <laughs> um, and, and in fact, I think you'd have to clag a couple of U's on the side of Rolling Dylan's head to <laughs> even consider backing him. But the one I liked actually was Indy 5. 
Uh, one last time, and there's only had 20 starts under rules. It's a veritable spring chicken against these. Um, I, th- I think the run last time indicates the horse is in decent nick. Um, the stable's in good form. I think he's a sporting little poke at 14s, but I don't like these races, in all honesty. What? Yeah, a chase over three miles, John, <laughs> up your street. What's not to like? I like watching them. I just I don't like backing in them. I don't like watching. Them. <laughs> not, not on this ground anyway. Uh, I, I like watching them on teletext. I mean, black. <laughs> I mean, black line was black line. We all loved black line winning it uh, at Haydock, didn't we? That was yeah. that, that was uh, warmed the cockles. I I do actually quite fancy one on this, and it was a horse who was a very good juvenile, and one last time for David Pipe and Gwen Silly Burbus. Mm. Um, I do quite like that in this race, I have to say. But um, do you think this is far enough for him, Catherine? I think in the ground, yeah. The, yeah, it did jump well last time. Yeah, avoided it's, making a complete horlicks of anything. But yeah, yeah. Um, I remember seeing. I, I saw this. I remember seeing this horse running in Ireland as a juvenile. And I really thought that he was going to be something. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think um, I. Whether whether or not I back him, I, I don't know. It depends on how bad Sandown gets. Why are they putting the tongue tie on after a win? Um, I don't know to get an extra win. <laughs> Fair comment. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I don't know. That's, that's. I mean, maybe they just think they might they might oh, plug things. out a bit of like improvement with a tongue tie. I, I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. A weird one that yeah so okay we've got um christ we've got one more tv race at sandown um <laughs> to go yeah yeah 335 almighty yeah 335 at sandown we'll give this uh, one short shift Captain. yeah 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 let's go let's let's uh, let's rattle through this yeah um any i'll just i'll throw it open does anybody want to mention anything if, in this well, Hermes Boy is the obvious one, isn't it? I mean, they won this race, Stable won this race in a very similar type three years ago with Monsieur Lecoq. Uh-huh. His handicapping debut. Hermes Boy looks the looks the same. Jane Williams hasn't got a bad record with uh, handicapping debutants. Um, certainly over hurdles, he's three from thirteen and a, a positive winners above expected. Natural history is incredibly well handicapped, but uh-huh. I've said I think I've said that a few times before. And I suppose the main danger is Mac the Man in an unin, an uninspiring contest. I think I'd probably yes. somebody put a gun on my head. I'd probably have to go with Hermes Boy, but okay. it's not a not a contest I'd really want to be playing in. Yeah, no, definitely not for me. Um, John, anything for you? Just out McGowan's pass might travel into it fairly well and might be a trade out ten to one. Okay. Um Adam? No, nothing no. much really, I'll be honest with you. No, yeah. horrible horrible little race. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. You've called yeah. that. Um okay, so we've got a few T V races at Wincanton, the one thirty, the two oh five, the two forty and the three fifteen. Um Adam, I know that you were couple of you actually Andy as well you've got a few fancies at Wincanton mm. is there anything in the TV races in um apart from your um your picks in the um three best bets well, I think the 130 needs a mention insofar as it's the Leona Mayer new house celebration handicap hurdle for Christ's sake <laughs> now, 
Has the owner got a new house, or is she getting a new house? Well, when we go off air, I'm going to be having words with the producer, actually, because I know she's quite thick with Leona, and I'm wondering why we haven't had an invite to the housewarming. <laughs> oh, there's going. But, but Gear Kelloway and Banks have been invited. Uh, well, uh, yeah, but do, you think, do you think our sort of uh, big-name guests are invited, but the boss you us aren't? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, well, it'd be like Novak, wouldn't it? We haven't got the right visa. Exactly. I mean, I'm pretty sure some of us aren't jabbed up anyway. Um, We're probably all about 40 years too old, to be fair. No, no, I'm talking about the men here, not the... Not the oh, men. no, 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 trust me. Oi, oi, just because I'm an old git, it's not we're, we're all old gits, Andy. <laughs> well, I'm just older than most, that's right. I'm older than I look. Anyway... <laughs> And I, I did think Plan Paradise shaped an awful lot better for the application of money in the betting market last time. No. Yeah, and <laughs> I it. think it would be churlish to suggest that they plotted this one up with a mere eleven pounds in hand. So I would expect <laughs> that one. To, I would expect that one to go close again in this case. Yeah, uh, current uh, four to one joint favourite, and I do have to say, do you know what? A jockey I really like is James Best. That lad mm. gives 100% yeah. every time. Excellent. He's yeah. bloody brilliant. Yeah. And I yeah. wish that he would get... I know he gets a lot of opportunities from a lot of the little trainers that use him, but I really would love to see him ride a big winner. really would. I, th- I think he's, he's, he's a brilliant jockey. Well, we're mentioning jockeys. Can <laughs> I say that uh, I did think that the young lady who rode the two jaunties at Chepstow yesterday, Thomasina Oyston, mm. gave them both excellent rides. Mm. Yeah, uh, yeah I think she's uh, well worth a uh, seven pounds at the yes, moment. Yes, she is. Absolutely. And, um, Didn't she... panic, presented the horse at the hurdles lovely, strong in the finish. Oh, I thought she was really, really excellent. Um, I think she's uh, one, to, one to watch. Yeah, definitely. And she she's actually doing she's doing a chemistry degree, isn't she? She is a chemistry yeah, degree yeah. at Bristol. She's in yeah, the last yeah, year. Yeah. Any, any trainer worth his salt would be looking at her then. <laughs> <laughs> I'll serve them up, John. You just whack them back Absolutely. over the neck. I, you know what? I thought to myself, oh, Christ, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> yeah, asking for trouble. <laughs> okay, nuts, we'll just whistle. Nuts and high, nuts and high. <laughs> Anything in the uh, 205 taking your fancy? John, I know you love the National Racing. Come on, what's going to win the 205 at Wigganton? Um, Three words for you, Ria. Road to Doncaster. Fucking <laughs> uh, Oh, I, I, I agree with Adam. Let's go back, Chase. Build them a next yeah, good yeah. chance. Okay, right, no problem at all. That's short and sweet. Uh, what else have we got? 240 at Wincanton. I'm in already, yeah. so. Yeah. I captain jockey swap here, Nico off, boying on. <laughs> yeah, but. Start to bring some improvement about Ring Blair Gowrie, shouldn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, God almighty, imagine if you had a horse with Hendo and like it was a real decent horse and he'd be like, oh, yes, yes, yes. Well, I'll pop Nico on it. You'd be like, no, 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 you're right, mate. Can I have James phone, please? <laughs> oh, yeah, Mr. Thomas Dogrel on, please. Came <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, Christ, Christ, mate. Nice we, had, we had one with the kilt and he was after putting you on. <laughs> you know, like, you would just, you'd just be like, no, no, no. Um, yes, do you know what, John? I wholeheartedly concur with your assessment there. Yeah, it's got to be pro, hasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, okay, um, right, you'll be pleased to know, and I'm sure the listeners will be equally delighted with that, our last race, the 3.15 at Wincanton. Um, so if anybody has anything enlightening to say about the 3.15 at Wincanton, please speak now or forever hold your peace. How dead is Slate House? Uh, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. it's a tragic time, isn't it? A tragic it is, time. Yeah, it is actually. Yeah. I mean, yeah. God, is there, is there any quotes in the post from the Tizards? Probably... Yeah, I can, I can read it to you, John. Oh, uh, let's have it. So there must be massive I'll, I'll read it in my poshest voice. Yeah. Um, Joe Tizard, assistant trainer. He's got first time blinkers on, which he's been schooling very well in and should yeah. bring that last little bit out of him. He's dropped to a mark where he's more than capable of performing at. We've been a bit disappointed with him in his last couple of runs, but this is a nice race for him and he should be competitive. Oh, Christ. <laughs> OK, so basically, um, Adam, I know that um, obviously you are very sweet on Killer Clown. Um, mm. Do the rest of the panel, panel agree with Adam there? Would I, would, I, would, I would rather back Killer Clown than anything else in that race. Yeah. John? Sam. Yeah. Sam. Oh, crikey. Great. That was easy. Cheers, guys. <laughs> <laughs> They all look dodgepots to me. Notre Parry looks a bit of a dodger. Yeah. Uh, Mont de Zavalois, I've never liked it. Um had a lot of time off after that fall as well, wasn't it? Beginning of last. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I just, yeah, I didn't even like it before. That used to jump hurdles pretty badly. Uh, he's yeah. not for me. Stolen silver um, was, I mean, it was a, it was a Mickey Mouse race. He won at market mm. race and did it impressive enough, but that was like summer form. And um, he's, he's got it to prove at this trip. Um, I think, as I said, I just think he'll set it up nicely. Yeah. Um, what could possibly go wrong? <laughs> <laughs> Slate House bounces out and makes all in first time blinkers. There you go. Yeah. Can imagine the collect, the sort of like, you know, I think the bar But you're right, John. You've fallen. Indeed. What happened there? Someone, <laughs> someone just fainted. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to let the dog in. <laughs> Right, and uh, that is the Friday bastards with, with, uh, with added furniture noise. Um, <laughs> I do believe the guys will be back with the Sunday sermon because, as always, it's been an eventful week in racing. When isn't it these days? But thanks very much for listening. Um, have a great weekend, and the guys will chat to you on Sunday. Right, the show's over, boys. Thank you very much.